0: Let's see. Is it raining? Looks like a drizzle. Oh, no, no, no. It's definitely raining. <laughs> Let me get my umbrella. Because if I'm going out for a one-hour walk, <clears throat> I think even this drizzle, it's not raining very much, but it will get me completely drenched. Um, all right. How do I open this umbrella while I'm holding <laughs> microphone oh man ah there we go close the door open the umbrella here we go and off we go oh this is just one of those days that I wish my podcast was not called The Walk but more like The Sleep or oh wow Mike Container is standing here. Yeah. This morning, they uh, picked up the the plastic trash. So we separate all the garbage, and then you have to put the container um, on the sidewalk in front of your house. And so, apparently, they emptied it a while ago, but they didn't close the lid. Um, <clears throat> so I wish my podcast was called the seat or the sleep because it is cold it's windy yesterday we had a, a pretty severe storm um, and it was so bad especially in the northern part of the country that they had to close these huge installations that we put in place after the inundations in the 60s um, that keeps the sea from from a flooding part of our country um, and that usually does not happen very often, so it was very bad. I was glad to be inside for most of the day, except for the real... I woke up really early yesterday. I think it was around... Yeah, no, it, actually it was 5 o'clock in the morning, and I knew that the storm was going to hit the country around 8, so I, uh, I figured out that I could just go for a run before the first rain arrived and I was super happy (laughs) that that worked out well but unfortunately this morning I wasn't as brave and that has to do with the topic that I wanted to talk about today on the walk and that is uh, boundaries now I've spoken about boundaries and how important it is to protect your boundaries from assaults by other people or Maybe not just people, but also entities, events, work. Um, But I have not addressed very often the problem of uh, hurting your own, or crossing your own boundaries. What's this guy doing in his backyard there in the rain? That sounds like a leaf blower. A very loud one. I mean, I I totally understand that people sometimes need leaf blowers. I just wish that there was like a national leaf blower uh, hour. So instead of like everyone taking turns using leaf blowers because it makes such a horrible noise. I even hear it inside when I'm working. Uh, So I saw sometimes I put on headphones with noise cancelling features because... Here in the neighborhood, like it seems to me that everyone has a leaf blower and they all take turns in, in using that thing. So why not just have a national leaf blower morning hour or something like that? Preferably around lunchtime when we don't work and I don't have to record videos or podcasts where that noise <laughs> often interferes with my plans. Oh man, the other day I had to record voiceovers for the documentary that I was working on and there was this, this leaf blower guy outside the window and like every time he stopped I was like okay now I can record a phrase and in the middle of the phrase <laughs> not to stop again and then on the small island of Iora <laughs> Fortunately of course you can all cut that out but it would be very annoying if I were to record like a one-hour video. That's why I actually produce a lot of my videos for YouTube early in the morning, before these guys get up, and uh, and and think, "Hey, this is a wonderful, quiet morning. Listen to all those nice little birds and how calm it is. Let me get my leaf blower. <laughs> let's let's change that. Oh boy." So, but I want to talk about uh, inner boundaries and about. Uh, the struggle it sometimes is to respect the boundaries that you put in place for yourself. And this morning, as I said, I was not as brave as yesterday morning and had exactly um, my own boundary transgression as a cause. So as you know, I've been uh, experimenting with shifting my uh, sleeping hours to... Um, in such a way that I wake up around three hours before sunrise, um, which is usually at five o'clock. Let I me mean, cross the pl- cross the route here. I'm walking in the direction of the woods, even though maybe not the smartest idea when it has been raining yesterday all day long. It's going to be a muddy walk again. Oh, well, but I prefer actually to go, uh, to the woods because there's also, also, some mental benefit of walking amongst the trees i there's definitely a difference in uh, how a walk affects me between walking here in the street i'm running is the same thing when i run like yesterday morning because it was already raining a bit i decided to just go for runs um in the in the town center But it feels so different from running out in the open and and just having that quiet, calm piece of nature around you. And the same is true for walks. So that's why I'm risking muddy feet, because I know that this has more benefits than just covering a certain distance. Uh, I I wake up at 5, and then I... um, start with breakfast and coffee. That takes about half an hour. Then I have half an hour to just quietly pray in my hobbit corner. That's in the main living room. I love that place. It has a rocking chair and I just like to sit there almost like a hermit just uh, saying my morning prayers. That takes about half an hour. Then I go upstairs to what used to be the podcasting studio. But as you may have seen, I've moved all my podcasting equipment to the same small office that I use for the YouTube productions. Um, which is really... I'm so happy with that room. It's so nice to have everything in place. And it, it works reasonably well. I still need to make some improvements. But all in all, it's it's nice to have all the equipment in one sm- relatively small room. So it doesn't clutter up the house like it used to. So I go to the former studio. That, that's a big room. And it's very minimalist in a certain way there's almost no furniture on the floor just one chair like one of those nice comfy ikea chairs in which i can sit just to read or study and then i have a small desk near the near one of the windows and that has nothing on it except for one clock and my ipad and uh, i use it for meditation, for studying, also for writing. So I do more writing in the morning. I so from between six and seven, that's my twenty 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 hour, uh, and I have. Uh, actually, I'm. I should yeah. From six to seven, usually it goes all the way to eight because I've noticed that the twenty 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 rule, which in case you've missed my explanation of that in previous podcasts, is. An idea that I took from the book, The 5am Club. Um, And that book suggested that you start your first hour of the day uh, dividing your time between 20 minutes of physical exercise because that um, has a huge benefit, not just physically, but also mentally on the rest of the day. And that is absolutely true, actually. already knew that. It doesn't have to be an hour... Um, just 20 minutes to get the blood flow up and running to, uh, increase your heartbeat is, is, uh, has a massive positive impact on how you feel, um, physically and, and mentally. So I start with 20 minutes and, uh, 20 minutes of, uh, meditation, which is not the same as prayer. It's usually a time for me to do, um, a bit of you know a breathing exercise. Um, uh, Inga uh, gifted me a, a month of Headspace, which is a an app or a service that offers um, several types of you know exercises that you can do. Hey, that's a a a lost poodle. Was that actually? I think it's a labradoodle. It's like it looks like a poodle, but it's like the size of a Labrador. But I don't see its owner, or maybe it's these people that are all the way back near their car and this dog was just like, Hey, I'm in the woods. (laughs) I'm going to stay here until they drag me home. Can't blame him. Let's walk over these tree roots. That's the only downside of, uh, of running in these woods, which I do quite a bit is uh, you have to be careful to not trip over the tree roots that sometimes stick up in the middle of the road. And they can get slippery as well the, when it's raining. So uh, 20 minutes of... Usually some of those exercises... I also use a twen- twen- those 20 minutes to do a bit of uh, journaling. But I journal mostly about... Um, priorities and what are my plans and so it's uh, there are different types of journaling I use the journaling also later in the day to kind of chronicle what I do uh, in order to evaluate the work that I've done and uh, maybe adjust my plans for the next couple of days um, but this 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 part of the journaling in the morning is more meditative and it's it's really useful sometimes I'm, adding some stuff that I'm grateful for. There's always a question, what are you grateful for? So a little bit of a gratitude journal aspect is beneficial. That's 20 minutes and then 20 minutes of of study. And that's another thing that I, I really like doing is spending my best time, because in the morning, it's usually when I have the most energy, to spend it on something that helps me to become better at what I do, or to increase whatever skill I would like to acquire. And it's something that is has always been on my list of things that uh, I enjoy doing. I like reading. I uh, love the abilities that we have. I'm kind of navigating all these puddles here. Um, I love to use the different social media platforms like TikTok and YouTube to to teach myself stuff, but also to have just 20 minutes every single day. And it's not much. Um, but it is definitely... You hear these dogs in the background. I'm going to take a left turn because yesterday one of those dogs, while I was running, was jumping up on to me. Thought I was going to play with it. Um, but then his paws were covered in mud. So, yeah, my coat is still dirty because of that one dog. Let alone like the five ones that are playing. there, super excited. Yeah, not taking any chances this morning. Uh, so having twenty minutes to just focus on one particular thing. Right now, I'm studying a lot of um, usually videos about storytelling, documentary making, uh, because that's uh, one of my primary skills that I need to develop. Uh, seeing that this year uh, will focus. Uh, one of the one of the biggest goals this year is to focus on these international documentaries. And I know that even though I have quite a bit of television experience, what I'm aiming for is something much more ambitious. Um, or maybe ambitious is the wrong word. I would like to hone this craft and, and become an expert in making documentaries. Whereas right now, you know, I just know kind of the basics. I know how to tell a story. I know how to film it, how to edit it. But there is still so much to learn until I get to the level of documentary storytelling that I that I am aiming for. Wow, it is super muddy here. <laughs> but what I noticed is that the the 2020-20 rule sounds fine because you know in total that's 60 minutes, so it's just one hour of your day. But in reality, of course, it doesn't work like that because you need adjustment time. If only after you've done your physical exercise, 20 minutes later, uh, I'm drenched in sweat because <laughs> I, I do these uh, these workouts <clears throat> on, U- on YouTube. So there are tons of 20-minute workouts there. And I alternate between um, upper body, lower body, back, core exercises, etc. But those are usually super intense workouts so after that i need to go take a shower and uh and usually i'm not dressed either because it's kind of a waste of time to get dressed and then having to put on your sports gear to uh, to for those exercises or if i go for a run so what i've decided and the same is true with um journaling and meditation it often goes a little bit beyond the 20 minute Uh, that 20 minutes uh, 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 duration of a lot of time and usually after I've done journaling I'm in desperate need of a second cup of coffee so that's also something I do is to just get myself give myself 10 minutes to switch my thoughts and uh, get a cup of coffee and then I go and study so um what i've decided is i'm going to extend that time uh that quality time i'm still going to abide by the 202020 rule but i'm going to add 10 minutes 10 minutes each time for um some uh recovery time or adjustment time so that gives me between 6 and 8 basically for those three activities And then usually I have some spare time before I start working at 8. So I can, uh, I don't know, just clean the kitchen and do stuff. I've learned not to cram too much in my agenda. Although, I have to say, (laughs) I decided not to do that. But I still do it way too often. Whoa. My umbrella is uh, catching some of the low-hanging branches of these trees Uh, i'm glad i have that umbrella because if those branches hit my head without an umbrella i would be soaked so but i am so grateful for that time and uh yeah waking up at five o'clock in the morning is hard (laughs) i i'm absolutely no romantic idea of that but i know that if i keep doing this for 60 days um it'll just be second nature and even all, even now after doing this for only two weeks i'm already waking up by myself oftentimes at around the same time now this morning i kind of failed at waking up at five and that had to do with yesterday where <clears throat> i definitely went way over my own boundaries this is of course you know me, a long-standing problem that I have. Uh, always trying to, to do too much, uh, to work too hard, um, to undertake just too many projects at once. And trying to limit myself uh, often works. And uh, <laughs> so I know that there is another way. One of, the, one of the things that I've learned last year is that if, <clears throat> if you're overwhelmed by just too many obligations too many uh things that you uh, said yes to uh first of all of course you need to root out the main problem and that is do not engage in activities that don't that don't appeal to your area of expertise uh, or excellence even but try to get rid of stuff that you could outsource or that is just not important enough because it is not serving you in the long term, serving your plans and projects or vocation for that matter. So starting with that value assessment, you know, what are the values that I want to live out And once you have that very clear for yourself, start to define which activities will serve those values, will serve that long-term mission, and what is just clutter, Um, and and maybe some stuff that's on your to-do list that you do because you, well, you wanted to please other people. You didn't dare to say no. You weren't strict with your own boundaries. That is where it starts. Just set up your own boundaries that protect. Boundaries are not just there to keep stuff out. But they're also there to keep the valuable stuff in and to protect it. It's like a like the wall in the Game of Thrones, you know, it's meant to keep the uh the uh the white walkers out, like these big snow mummies. Um but more importantly, the wall is there to protect the people and the families and and and, and just the the societies that live on the other side of the wall and so having these boundaries in place, wow this is like a lake here in front of me (laughs) this was just a a tiny puddle yesterday when I ran here and now it is this, I really have to climb the, the side of this lake, my goodness that is a ton of water oh, so hoping that in the springtime and summertime this will all dry up uh, because i i like nature but it's better when it's not this wet so the uh putting those boundaries in place uh and and knowing what you put inside your walls inside the walls of your time your existence your emotional life as well that's also very important you know knowing who you are and what you try to protect which is, the, I think, ultimately the good that God put in you, and to to protect that against assaults of people that try to make you feel that you're not worthy or you're, you know, anything but what God wants you to be. Um, all those all those uh, boundaries are super important to protect, but you also have the obligation to uh, defend the boundaries of uh, your, your inner life against yourself. You know, there's this one phrase of St. Paul, I think it is from his letter to the Romans. <clears throat> I sound like a like a Protestant pastor here quoting scripture. <laughs> what? You are a Catholic. You're not supposed to do these things. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I think it's in chapter 7, verse 15 or 16 or something like that. He's, um, I looked that up, by the way. I did my homework, otherwise I wouldn't be able to tell you this. But its he says, I I do what I hate and I don't do what I want to do. Or something to that extent. It depends on... uh, uh, There's another lake in front of me and also a tree that has fallen over and is blocking the road. Okay, well, it's adventure time. Let's go. Climb over. All these challenges. Um... My goodness, I'm very good at sidetracking myself from what I was talking about and then forgetting what I was going to say. St. Paul, Um, I I do what I hate or what I don't want to do and I don't do what I should do or want to do or have to do. That is very relatable for all of us and especially for me. So yesterday, I, uh, I I was working on the documentary... As you know, uh, I committed myself to. Okay, here's a tree. It is. is I think I came across this tree before, but then it. It. It's now lower, so I can't crawl under it. I just climbed over it. Okay, that was easier. Um, the. Uh, I. I committed to uh, making a documentary, a short doc, a documentary. We're talking, not talking about an hour and a half. Because we just don't have the resources for that, not yet. Maybe over time we will. But it's a half-hour documentary every month, and I wanted to share that with the people uh, from the Patreon community that have uh, committed themselves to making this possible. So, as you know, the patrons—they have several different levels. You, we've you, got lots of patrons that are uh, donating like two fifty a month. Um, I think that's the lowest amount. It's dollars, so it depends on your currency, what that is. Um, and then it goes to five, 10, and then starting at 10 dollars a month, uh, which is, you know, it's great if people are able to, to share that, uh, uh, that amount every month for, in order for me to realize the, the, these bigger plans. Starting at 10, I I told the patrons that they would get exclusive early access to the documentary. Um, And so I was really keen on uh, delivering on the promise. Because, again, it's consistency that matters even more than talent in a certain way. You have to be reliable. And so I uh, um, two weeks ago, I was already in the process of finishing the documentary and then there was some other stuff that came up that was urgent and had to be addressed which robbed me from the time necessary to get especially the voiceovers and the translations uh back and and then so I've got Lynn who is doing the proofreading um she's been a huge help even like almost no more than a decade ago when I wrote my first book she did all the proofreading in English, and so I asked her again, "Can you please pr- proofread our English translation of the of the uh, the explanatory texts?" But it was just a ton of information because we filmed this documentary. It's taking place in Scotland. We filmed that before we actually had this plan of making these individual uh, big documentaries. And so, and it was also a, t- a, a production that we almost came up with on the fly. We had very little preparation time, and so we just went out to Scotland for a few days and filmed everything. Now, in hindsight, I'm I'm seeing the the downside of that run and gun approach because it means you have to fill in so much information afterwards, and then if you write that, of course, and translate it. English not being my mother tongue Oh, okay, I thought this little path could uh, help me uh, avoid these big puddles of water but now there's another fallen tree here Okay, well that was still easy to navigate and now I'm across this tree and then I'm at a crossroad to my left it is all mud and then here I jump over this puddle, <laughs> and then the road goes up, thankfully, so the water goes down, I go up, which means dry feet. How nice um, but all those texts have to be corrected, and then I need to uh record them uh <laughs> try to navigate the uh wind uh, the the leaf blower hobby of my neighbors um so anyway, I ran out of time and we weren't able to finish the documentary two weeks ago. That was originally planned. So we gave ourselves a week to post or to kind of to prepare the publication. And, uh, and then the idea was to have the documentary up and running in the last week of each month. And this being the first, I was like, okay, I need to, t- to, to treat this deadline in the same way as I would treat a television deadline otherwise. Uh, if you give yourself some slack every time, uh, it gets harder and harder to uh, fulfill your promise of, of delivering those those monthly documentaries. And this needs to become like any other thing, ultimately a routine to a certain extent. You want to have that workflow. The reason that we're that we're uh, committing ourselves to these monthly documentaries is, and when I say we, I'm talking about myself and Inge and uh, our, our board and also Hugo who uh, is uh, helping with, with the direction and also in this case the editing of the documentary uh, we force ourselves to set set that ambitious goal because we know that ultimately it will result in a workflow that matches this, this goal um, it's just like if you set yourself a goal of running a marathon you will train differently than if you set yourself a uh, a goal of running a 10k and so ultimately uh setting a an ambitious goal may not work out the way you want it in the first few months but over time you will adjust and that is the the upside that's kind of the reframing of the situation that i found, found myself in yesterday where i was running against the clock to finish uh the final edit of the documentary so hugo did uh the, the main editing, but there were a lot of audio issues, and that is not his expertise. It happens to be my expertise, because I have a bit of experience in working with audio. <laughs> so I told him, uh, if you upload the documentary in its f- almost final stage, I will just uh, take the audio files or the audio tracks... And try to improve especially the, um, uh, the clearness of, of the in interviews. Uh, there were some issues with the audio um, that I noticed in, in the previous version. And normally on television, this is taken care of by a professional. There's always audio, uh, final audio mixing. You'll see that in the credits of any documentary or movie or TV show. So audio mixing is basically uh, making the most out of the existing audio. And that was what I wanted to do. But then I discovered that uh, this was actually trickier than I thought, because the, I, I, I had seen um, the results of uh, our work on Dutch TV, which was a different cut um, and a different kind of story. But the audio of the interviews was the same but it sounded really great on t- television and i did not realize that that was after uh, of course uh, final mixing and what i had to work with was the original audio which uh presented quite a few challenges like apparently i had a phone that was switched on and not on airplane mode in my pocket next to the transmitter and you know what happens every time you t- you turn it on you've got the Signal of your phone searching for uh, for the network, and we were on a remote island, and apparently it was very hard for my phone to find a stable connection, and so you have that ticking all the time, like <sniffs> the entire time, throughout everything I say. Oh my gosh! And so filtering that out is normally something I, I think I could do more or less. It would take a lot of time. In audition, but I just didn't have that time because it was the final day of of January, and I was adamant that we needed to post this documentary um, in January. and so I did some kind of basic editing editing of the audio, uh, improved it quite a bit. Um, but then I also noticed some other flaws in the in the material in the edit. Um, there were color correction issues. Uh, we used some drone footage uh, with permission from some people. And that was had this weird, like, kind of brownish color. And so color correction is a whole different ball game. It's similar to audio uh, mixing. But instead, you're working with the visual material. But to get that looking natural requires a lot of tweaking. And then I also... <laughs> there were also some some things in the as that like for instance we filmed at one point I'm I'm walking next to a beach and in one shot I'm walking from the left side of the screen to the right and in the other shot I'm like the wider shot I'm walking walking exactly the opposite way and in your brain you even though it's a very short fragment you see that you're like wow huh there's something wrong with this sequence. And so you have to mirror those uh, elements. Same thing. I took a ferry. Oh, wow, I like this path. Um, This looks really nice. I I shouldn't make the same mistake. Like, I'm still walking on a path that's actually made for horses. That's why it's so muddy. This path is for pedestrians. So it's much softer and definitely looks... More comfortable, but the downside is that I might lose my uh, my way home, like last week when I got completely lost, and it turned out that I was 45 minutes away from from my home, which was kind of unexpected. Oh well, no guts, no glory. So um, anyway, I'm getting really off track, but I was just giving you some examples on how this. Uh, All this editing and tweaking took way more time than I planned for. And instead of at one point, I told myself in the morning, I'm going to stop working at 5 p.m. And that is totally justified since I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I already did it. I'm not even counting the studying and all the stuff that I do in those first two hours of the day. I don't count that as work, but it's still activity. But instead of stopping at 5... This boundary, this this contract that I had with myself early in the morning, I decided to just keep working. And at one point, uh, Inga was going to send uh, the final link to the documentary to the higher-level uh, patrons. And she was done with work and said, well, you know what, just ping me if you have the final link and I'll see what I can do. Uh, but at 9 o'clock in the evening I was still working and it then, and I still hadn't finished it so I ended up editing or rendering the final edit thinking it was all okay and then I sent the link to Hugo who had done the first edit and then at like 9.30 he texts me back Oh, I still found some mistakes and there's apparently a, one of the layers, the video layers uh, I forgot to uh, to add it and so <laughs> we need to add some more shots and... Uh, I, I have some issues that I noticed, and I, at that point I was like, "Okay, I, I'm giving up." You know, this is impossible. Uh, to I, I'd be crazy if I wanted to finish this. I would have to work until deep at, in the you know in <laughs> after midnight, and that is so destructive. That is exactly the kind of lifestyle that I wanted to step away f- from. Uh, that that I've been. Uh, following for, for years working in television. And I, I vowed that, that I would no longer do that. And so I, I reminded myself of that. It's like, come on. This is the January documentary. Do the final render tomorrow morning. Send it out on the first day of February as, hey, it's the beginning of a new month. Here is the January documentary. And so... Just turn a bug into a feature. Oh my gosh. It's getting wet. I think I'm walking in the direction of my home again. But um, I have actually no clue. And I'm not going to check right now. Uh, So this this was definitely a case where even past my bedtime. Because normally I try to sleep at 9. Um... I was still completely uh, absorbed with work. I hadn't even had dinner. So at nine o'clock, I was preparing a pizza, like a fresh pizza. (laughs) Why? I decided that it would be a good idea to, to do actually manual cooking that late at night. So, of course, eating that late at night is also a very bad idea. Um, And and again, going over some of the boundaries that I I established at the beginning of this year to eat healthy and to eat at regular intervals during the day, none of that happened. And I felt like St. Paul. I was like, man, I do the things that I know are bad for me, that I hate. And Paul may be talking about sin. In this case, it's not really a sin, but it's just stupid. It's just sheer stupidity, I know how this will impact me the next day, going to bed past my bedtime, eating late, um, having no time off. So the, the reason that I tell myself every morning, stop working at five, is that my creative brain needs time to flex its muscles. It's like a cool down after running. Uh, it's 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 absolutely necessary to... Give yourself time to recover from strenuous uh, work, and I forgot to tell you that actually in the morning, I already spent the entire uh, morning cr- creating another online video, which is part of my of last year's contract uh, with the uh, with the broadcasting company so i'm in order to transition from uh, from my old show to whatever new program they are going to launch in April um, in my contract it stipulates that I still need to make about 10 or 11 online videos which will be posted every week so these are like video columns and I add some material from uh, from previous episodes and it's you know I try to really make something nice even though of course it's not a documentary Um, And and so I spent really a lot of energy and creative energy on creating that video. Um, And I I was pleased with the final result. But, and I was on time, on schedule, which is also something I'm proud of. Because uh, last year I may have completely panicked. Like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I had to make this online video. Now it's like, oh no, I planned this like a week's. Before that, that, this morning I would make that video. But, so it's the, all the documentary work was just on top of another job that normally would be like a full day's work. So why did I push myself? Well, it's it's just this feeling that my work is more important than I am myself, and uh, it's ultimately. I mean, I, I, so I'm trying to understand why I keep doing this. And I know also intellectually that this is something I shouldn't do because it will also have a direct impact on the quality and the amount of work that I can do the next couple of days. Uh, I want to go to the root of the problem, which is, I think, still that idea that, well, but if I don't deliver in time, if I don't keep my promises... Uh, people people are going to be mad at me or I'm just not good enough. That sort of stuff, that inner speak that tells you, well, man, you missed your deadline. It's terrible. And I know that, of course, ideally, uh, you want to get into that rhythm where you can always deliver on time, uh, on schedule, under budget. But what I forget is that this is a learning opportunity and also a time during which this entire year, actually, is one big learning class for me. And not just for me, for our organization as well. For Inge, for Hugo, for, for Tridio. And also, in a certain way, for the community as well. Because uh, especially the Patreon community on Discord is, is helping me in this process and giving me feedback. And uh, so they are, too, a partner in this endeavor but we're still figuring it out. You can't expect to be always perfect in the, on the first try. If that happens, it's just chance, but it's not skill. And skill is something you acquire when you overcome challenges. It's not the absence of challenges. Now it's when you learn from those challenges and also from failures and stuff that doesn't work and use it to improve the next run. So now this morning, a day later, I can tell myself that. And, you know, yes, it was a mistake to continue working until (laughs) way past my bedtime in order to, you know, kind of theoretically finish this in the month of January. Um, It's just a matter of how you frame it for yourself. As I said, most of the work is completely finished and it's just that the only thing I need to do is re-render it with the corrections that Hugo gave me yesterday. And then we'll just upload it and post it and people will be able to enjoy it. Nobody is going to complain that it's... uh, Hey, you said it was January and now it's the 1st of February. Come on! I'm unsubscribing. I'm unfollowing you. I'm no longer Catholic and I hate you. Uh, (laughs) If people do that, then I'd probably recommend they go see a doctor. (laughs) But... But it is this, it's my inner voice that tells me, hey, I must meet that deadline. Everything has to be perfect. The documentary, the perfectionism is the enemy of results, which is obviously also what's going on right now. It is uh, me continuing to tweak and everything. I could have uploaded the documentary as is, and then of course it would still have all those problems, but it's not bad in itself. It would just show me and my followers that there is room for improvement but i couldn't i had to be perfect or at least as perfect as possible and that's okay when you have margin but there is no margin and that absence of margin is absolutely not my fault is just the way even that me telling myself that was not my fault uh kind of suggests suggests that guilt plays a role in this, and I think it does. I think that there is always this inner voice that tells me that it's not good enough. Even if it's just, you know, okay, we post this a few hours later than than we thought we would. But then there is, I th- and this is, of course, always, and thankfully I'm not the only one because when I spoke about this uh, in the past, I always get reactions from people that recognize this this inner struggle, it's something that we have to deal with oftentimes because people in the past told us that we were not good enough and uh, we internalized that voice and now we are our own worst credit, critics. Now, there's nothing wrong about being critical about your own stuff because it's as long as it leads you to improvement. If it if it paralyzes you out of fear that you're not good enough or this uh, you know perfectionism, this strive Striving to be perfect. perfect, That withholds you from trying anything. Out of fear of failure. Then th- that is. That is uh, counterproductive. Hello. Hi. And. Uh, so that that is. Uh, the major takeaway for me. Is that yes. I am totally like Saint Paul. But by golly. He's a saint. So if he has that problem. I shouldn't feel bad about having that same problem. It's just, what do you do after you you acknowledge that? Well, uh, I'm going to share some of those lessons learned in, uh, during the extra mile that I record for my patrons. So stick around if you are one of them, um, and, and you will get that episode in your feed, uh, in, your, in your patron feed, as soon as I uploaded it. So anyway, these inner boundaries... Um, I think I need to give them even more priority and and uh, if I have a deadline that is basically a contract with you as my audience, why would that take precedence over the the contract that I have with myself, which is there, that boundary is there, that wall is there to protect what is the most valuable. And that is what God wants. And he wants me to be healthy. He wants me to be, if possible, of course, God can have different plans. But so far, I think that he wants me to be healthy and uh, to have this more or less balanced life. It doesn't mean that there's not sometimes drama in my life, (laughs) but it, it, wow, where am I? Uh... Okay, I think this is actually the way back to where I live, but I'm not certain. I could go to the left and to the right. Something tells me I have to go to the right, and something tells me I have to go to the left. (laughs) So the town where I live could be actually in both sides, depending on... I totally lost my sense of orientation. I'm going for the right, and it's probably the wrong choice. (laughs) We'll see. Um, this, uh, what God has given me as a gift, this this year full of opportunity, uh, where we can try something different, where we have been already very successful in the first month to reach so many new people, and I see an engagement in the community that I've never seen before, and so all that is pointing in the in in the right direction. Why would I sabotage that? Because I sacrificed my own boundaries and my own contract with myself, with God, uh, for another contract with my followers. It's much better to just acknowledge that, well, hey, uh, this was harder than we thought. We, we've discovered plenty of things, which, again, I will share in the, uh, in the extra mile. But all that will inform the process and the workflow of the next documentary. And so this is actually a moment to be very thankful. And I'm sharing this with you so you know kind of what's happening behind the the scenes. Uh, But also hopefully to encourage you to take your own boundaries, the, the contract that you have with yourself, take that just as serious as a contract and the boundaries that you established towards other people. You are just as important as the other people around you. And if you don't care for yourself, then it becomes increasingly difficult to take care of others. If you get overworked, sick, overstressed, get a heart attack because you sacrifice your own boundaries time and again, how can you be there for the people that you want to be, that you want to help. So (laughs) it's this, it all comes down to this one commandment that Jesus gives us as a summary of the law. And that is love God above everything and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's it, that's it, basically. It means that both sides of the equation are equally important. Love your neighbor, try to help, but also love yourself and help yourself by respecting your own boundaries. And if the consequences are that maybe your contract with other people has to be modified, then so be it. That's a much better option than to destroy yourself or... uh, sabotage yourself in the long run by ignoring your own needs even if they are just as simple as eating at 6 instead of making a pizza at 9 and going to bed at 9 instead of going to bed at midnight so uh i think i'm 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 going to be fine today yes i woke up deliberately an hour later so i woke up at no 2 hours later i woke up at 6:40 instead of 5, but I also know that I've already established this early morning routine for long enough to switch back tomorrow, as long, of course, as I go to bed in time tonight. And in order to do that, I have to stop working at 5. That is why I'm currently walking in the rain, and I did not wait until the weather got better, because I have a documentary to render. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you have anything to share on this topic or you want to give me some feedback, you can do that, of course, in the podcast talk section on Discord if you're a patron. And otherwise, you can also post your comments on the website, fatherrodrick.com, or on social media. You know how to find me. Talk to you next time. And patrons, I'll be back in a minute with the extra mile. Take care and God bless.